I did not know what was going on for a second. Uh, thank you, Maddie. Um, guys, you're in for a treat. I'm excited. As, as, as many of you know, February is the start of Black History Month. And as the chapel committee met um, and talked about how we wanted to recognize Black History Month in chapel, uh, I thought of this guy. Uh, Reggie Dow uh, is, a, is a man I've known for a long time, like over 30 years. And uh, it doesn't feel like we're that old, but we are. Uh, but uh, Reggie is uh, the president of uh, the 100 Black Men of West Texas. And uh, I think more than anything, he's just, he's a good man. He's a... He, uh, he has a heart uh, to, to impact people and to make people's lives better. And so I'm really excited that he has uh, agreed to speak to us today. So let's give a, a big LCU welcome to Mr. Reggie Dow. How y'all doing? Y'all all right? Y'all good? You sure? Hey, man, Josh, yeah, it had, man, 30 years. You old, man. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. I'm young. But uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity to speak in front of you guys today. Um, again, the importance of Black History Month. It is, a, um, it is a time to acknowledge and celebrate the contributions made by black heroes throughout history. Uh, in recent years, it has also become a time to strengthen alliances and support with marginalized communities. We would like people to see Black History Month as a time to spotlight the full spectrum of black and living in America. Like how we take time to celebrate other cultures. cultures. We, we, we need to stop and celebrate the Irish Americans for celebrating St. Patrick's Day or Christians from celebrating Christmas. Those cultures are part of who they are and who we are as everyday Americans. Most of all, it is time to teach or remind our children of history lessons that might not learn as part of everyday school curriculum. When President Gerald Ford expanded, expanded Negro Week, History Week into a full month in 1976, he said the country needed to seize the opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of black Americans in every area of endeavor throughout our history. Nearly half a century later, this statement still holds true Black History Month affords us the chance to challenge what we learned in history, dig deeper, and find out the cultural events of the past that we are not taught in our schools. It allows us to learn about, celebrate, and honor black leaders. Many of these leaders endured sacrifice and suffering while they was trying to be honored. While those who contribute to the names of science, innovation, economy, were silently ignored. Black History Month celebrates and puts those achievements into proper context. Black History Month helps us learn about black culture. This media tends to showcase the negative of black communities, such as poverty, drugs, incarceration, lack of education, etc. These portrayals paint a biased and unfair stereotype in our minds. Black History Month enables us to pause and focus on a more positive narrative of black culture. We can look into successful black business leaders, poets, musicians, scientists, philanthropists, and artists to mitigate the damage caused by the unfair depiction of black Americans in the media. When we celebrate Black History Month, we are not just celebrating black history. We are celebrating American history. 
which belongs to all Americans by collectively and consciously celebrating black history, we come together and continue to rewrite the narrative of a diverse nation. When I was in third grade, I got what they call bust. And this was in the early 80s that, that this happened. It was a program that took, that took minority kids and placed them in a school that had more white kids to try to make the Lubbock ISD more diverse. So I went from Wheatley Elementary, better known now as Joan Irvin, to a brand new school at the time called Whiteside Elementary. At that point, I had never been around so many white people. So the experience was very eye-opening to me, and I'm sure it was eye-opening to the students as well. It was my first time in my life that I experienced being different from other kids. Never mind, never, now, now let me remind you, I was in third grade and trying to adapt to this new environment. So I used to act out in class a lot. On this day, I can remember it so vividly. The teacher called me out to class because I was being a distraction and asked me to sit outside the door. When she came out, she looked at me and said, if you keep acting up in class, I'm going to send you to the principal office because you are not going to do anything with your life but end up in jail like your friends and your family members. Now understand, I'm in the third grade, but I knew at that moment what that teacher told me made me feel less than I have less than I, and I have never forgotten that. By the way, I've never been in jail in my life, and I have a master's degree. The only time I go to jail is when I go speak to individuals about life. The great thing about the experience was that I was able to develop some great friendships that I have till this day with my white brothers and sisters. See, when we are when we were when, see when we are at the age when we were at that age, all the only thing we wanted to do was have a friend to play with. No one who was worried about the color of their skin or economic background. <clears throat> it is when adults get involved that causes the problem sometimes. This is why we all have to go back to what I call playground love, where you like somebody simply for who they are. During the time of the George Floyd incident, there was so much hate going on in this country. I made it a point to send out a text message to some of my closest white friends. And, text, and this is what the text said. I just want you to know that no matter what is going on right now, you are my brother and I love you. I felt that it was important for them to understand that we cannot let outside influences have an impact on the bond that we have formed for over 30 years. And you know what their response was? I love you too. And Josh, you know exactly the guys I'm talking about. <laughs> we were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It is, it is in everyone. And when we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated by our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. We must always stand tall in the face of adversity, we must always be firm in correction. We must always allow ourselves to be vulnerable, which opens our hearts to others. From the beginning of creation, the Bible is very clear in God's intentions that all people are equally deserving of his love and mercy. God created all men and women equal, equally, and scriptures tell us that. Life, all life is valuable. Now I'm going to end, you, end, end this, with this with this story. 
during the time of the, of the George Floyd incidents and everything was happening, um, the 100 black men in West Texas did a silent walk. And we just wanted people to be seen and not necessarily heard. So during that time, um, I was asked to do a lot of different uh, TV interviews, radio interviews, and et cetera. So every morning before I go to my office, I stop by Cast Iron Grill, and I get a bowl of oatmeal, toast, and bacon, at least twice a week. On this particular morning, I walk in, and it was a white couple, older couple, older white couple on the right side of me. They kept staring. And you know how you can feel when somebody's staring at you? They kept staring. So I look over, and they'll whisper. They'll whisper to each other. They'll keep whispering. So I get my, I get my oatmeal. On my way out, the older, the older white lady, probably about this tall, she stopped me, and she said, are you Reggie Dow? I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am, I am. She said, I just want you to know that your life matters. She said, I just want you to know that your life matters. And we're in the middle, we're in the middle of, uh, of Cast Iron Grill, and she's hugging me, hugging me, real, <laughs> hugging me real tight. And by that time, she got tears in her eyes, and I got tears in my eyes in the middle, in the middle of Cast Iron Grill. I tell you this story to let you know that we are all in this fight together. This is just not a one-sided fight. Everybody needs to fight for equal justice and equal rights for everybody. And in the words of the great Congressman John Lewis, we all have to keep fighting the good fight. We have to fight the good fight. And that includes us all. So with that being said, just know and appreciate the differences between each other. Because understand, this would be a boring world if we were all alike. The beauty of it is the color. The beauty of it is the differences between us all. Again, I appreciate this opportunity, Josh. I truly, truly do. And I think I can say that you guys are dismissed. <laughs>